to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What they have coming up? An in-person coffee talk. Are they going to bring the coffee? I bet they'll bring the coffee. You can always bring your own coffee, but... They will have coffee provided. Schaefer will bring the coffee, I'm they sure. Will. I'm sure they will, and lots of it. So this is going to be Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. I uh, love it already. You love it. Love is in the air. What's it all about, though? Well, it's going to be from 8.30 to 9.30 at the Innovation Connector, and it is called An Introvert's Guide to Mastering Small Talk. Oh, now this one's going to be good. This one will be good. Uh, do, are you good at small talk? I, I think I'm great at I small talk. I know you are great at small talk. You, on the other hand... I have gotten much better. You've like, gotten much better over the years. Huh? I'm not. You just do not like it. It's not my favorite. No. Um, I consider myself more of an introvert. So this will be right up my alley. So we're going to learn to challenge misconceptions that small talk is boring, unnecessary, or useless. Because it's not. It's not. It is necessary. And you can make it not boring. Uh, you're going to understand and practice the principles of making a memorable first impression. Okay. You want to... Nice. Memorable, good first impression, not a memorable, bad first impression, I would imagine. Like you're a train wreck and you're all messy and yeah. it's crazy. Or that one time I met somebody and I rode in their car three days after I met them and I threw up all over the place. Not a good first impression. Not a good first impression. <laughs> uh, then you're going to understand and practice foundational conversation as a key component to networking. So we're going to talk all about the psychology of first impressions, the importance of conversations, and strategies to master and enjoy the delicate art of small talk. This may be the greatest coffee talk ever that an introvert can go to. Absolutely. And I bet you're going to have to like practice, which might put you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but it will be that's very... That's how you grow. That's how you grow. It'll be very good for you. Tuesday, February 14th. Easy to remember. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, 8.30 to 9.30. Check it out. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio with me today, I have Haley Perkins. Haley, you have a store. What's it all about? I do. I have Ruse Holistic Pet Supplies here in Muncie. Um, it was started and founded and run by me. I opened it. It served a huge need in the community so it's amazing how many people have come in and we sell primarily pet supplies um so we have food treats toys um all the good stuff supplements and we also do nutritional consultations so sit down with people and discuss problems that they're having um and kind of walk them through some things that we can fix and it's like i said it's it's been a huge need in the community we didn't know it would grow this fast so it's been really fun now, where are you located at? So we just moved in October to uh, Lindenbrook Plaza, which we've actually been in that plaza for a while, just in three different buildings. So we moved to the building that A Furniture and Bedding was in for a very long okay, time. Okay, yeah, I know um, Yeah, 12,000 square feet in there. So it's wow. huge. Um, it's a lot of fun. We have a training area now. Before that, so like our first building was in that plaza still. It was 800 square feet. 
We outgrew that in eight months, and we moved to a 2,000-square-foot facility that was on the end. It used to be Chase Bank. So everybody sees that now and sees the fenced-in yard, and they can see all that stuff. And then we moved into this 12,000-square-feet. How'd you get here? I I came here to go to Ball State. Uh, In 2014, I started at Ball State. Uh, Fell in love with Muncie, and, I mean, you've heard that before. I I heard your last interviewee say that before. Um, I fell in love with the town, the community, and I stayed So it was, um, you know, I had a job here working with animals. I had been working with animals since I was 15 years old. So I have a lot of experience and we, we grew that business. We recently sold that side of things. I opened the store to fill that need. We were having too many people having problems with their pets, problems with nutrition, problems with, uh, not having access to things that they need in the market. The pet market has really changed because people are paying a lot more attention. So that's why we did this. So I... Came here for the community, and I filled a need in the community, and I absolutely love the city. It has it has everything that I could ask for. It's not a huge city like uh, Chicago or Indianapolis even, and it feels like a community here. So why Ball State University? What brought you here from that college? That's an interesting question, and I, I've asked myself that a lot um, <laughs> because I honestly I applied for a lot of scholarships. I had full ride scholarships to six universities, and I did not have a full ride scholarship to Ball State. So I have frequently thought about that because I wouldn't even be here. I actually was was dating someone. It's that simple. They were going to Ball State, and I said, "Okay, I'll go now, to Ball State." Now that story has been played out many, mm-hmm. many times. Now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And at other colleges, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it worked out. I don't regret it at all. And I I made scholarships. You know, I, I applied for everything I could and made that up here um, with Ball State, even though I had that opportunity at other universities. But um, some people said I was making a very stupid decision. Um, and I said this, I think this is what I want to do. And actually at Ball State, I had a, a basic business administration is what I had originally chosen as a major. I changed that the first year to residential property management. Oh wow! No other uh, <laughs> place in Indiana or very few colleges have that degree track. I changed it to that because I found a class. I loved it and graduated with that. I graduated with 22 job offers across the country. And that's, that's dedicated to Ball State. Like that Ball State did that for me. So mm-hmm. even if I had come here with no scholarship and took out loans, I graduated in something I loved and could have taken that anywhere I wanted. So it worked out. Yeah. But Muncie kept you here. Oh, uh, Muncie kept me. Yeah. What What are some of the highlights of Muncie that, that you just love? There's actually a hidden gem of pets in Muncie. We actually have some of the top performing uh, sport dogs in the country uh, that live right here in Muncie. We have some of the top breeders of like Westminster type shows that live in Muncie. Um, I found those people. I found that network. I found that community. And that was really fun. Um, the business that I was working for, um, at the time I married the owner, (laughs) so that worked out. I stayed here, but even then she was willing to leave with me and go anywhere. We chose to stay here. Her words, um, we joke about all the time. She said, let's see what you can do. So we did. And we wouldn't change any of it. It's so that's one of the highlights of Muncie. The other is just the, the community, the shop local community. I mean, the networking groups that are available, I, I can call any of these business owners and ask them a question and they're more than willing to help nobody is no that's my secret knowledge it's everybody wants to help each other that's awesome and that's very true meaning uh i have been in many networking groups over the years and there is a a a community here of giving um just because i have the information and i don't need to hide it away like 
you can do the th- same thing I do, and we can all make money of this thing. Yeah, absolutely. So before Ball State, where'd you come from? Uh, Shelbyville, Indiana. Um, my family is actually from Waldron, Indiana. It is super tiny. Uh, there's a high school with maybe 50 kids in it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I, I was primarily in Shelbyville, so still a pretty small town there were maybe three like pet grooming shops like there was there was it was very small and I went to Shelbyville High School I actually was not near as um, outgoing as I am now back then I was pretty awkward and quiet Um, yeah (laughs) yeah and then what changed that was I was a big band nerd Um, I can play 13 musical instruments I I love that I uh, was selected to be the drum major, which is like the leader of the marching band. And they, they shipped me off to, to camp, right? And you were surrounded by college age and a few high school aged drum majors. So you had the confidence and not not arrogant, confident. You had leadership all around you. And I said, okay, I can do this. So I do credit that to any leadership skill I have now. It, it started right there. That's awesome. Um, so that was really fun. So I do like to encourage even high schoolers to step out of their comfort zone because it, it does shape who you are. So it, that was a big turning point. Now, Shelbyville, correct me if I'm wrong. They have a big uh, casino there. Yeah, now they do. Yeah. and then Now, I realized, was it around when you were growing up? Or? I realized it was it was newer when I was growing up. Okay. And I didn't hear a lot about it. Um, it's right on the edge of town. So like you had the, the town people don't really go there you have a lot of other people yeah yeah so and you'd think i think that their goal was to bring more to the city more tourism i'm not sure that it worked um but it did bring a lot of people in so it it worked a little bit it's it's definitely worked for anderson i believe hoosier park there because you can see all the buildup around the casino yeah and and how it drew away from the mall over the years. So. And you can see with the one in Shelbyville, that didn't happen. Yeah. So, so that's interesting but from an economic development yeah, standpoint. The casino there has food, drinks, all the stuff. So not a lot of those people are exploring out into the city. Okay. So that was an interesting... Now that I look back on it, I probably could say, you know, oh, yeah, that might have been a mistake, this or that. But um, they do have a big casino there, so... My, cool. my mom actually worked there for a little bit. So Did she? That's how I knew that. <laughs> so you mentioned networking and being able to call other business owners, things like that. Are you in any business networking groups here yeah. in town? Currently, I am in the B&I group uh, Capital Gains. So okay. we meet Tuesday, oh, sorry, Thursday now. Thursdays at 1130. So we're a lunch group. Oh, you're a lunch group. Uh-huh. Yes, good I've job. I've heard of some of those morning groups, and I am not a morning person. I've been in B&I, <laughs> did the 730 on a Thursday morning or mm-hmm. uh I was when I started BNI. This was way back when, but it was in uh, it was at uh, Mancino's mm-hmm. in Muncie, and it was a noon group. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. But then somehow, yeah, I ended up at that seven thirty a.m. group, and that was tough. That I'm was not a morning one. person. I like our lunch group. We lost some numbers after COVID stuff, where it went virtual. Yeah. But we've built back up, and even though we're a little lower in numbers, the the amount of support in that room is enormous. I originally joined that with our previous business as a, just a representative, and the only reason I was able to open my store was because of the support in that room. It, it was enormous. And then I also started going to Hope, which is yeah. another one I've heard mentioned here before. 
Uh, that is a morning group, though, so I am still trying to convince so you, myself to get out you, of bed. You you make it happen, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. You look at my business hours. We're open 12 to 7, okay? We are <laughs> not awesome. morning people. <laughs> we wake up to let the dog pee, and we go back to bed. So, uh, But that's been an interesting group to be a part of, and I really want to get there more often. They Their goal is helping people. Um, that's what we do. So we've already you know participated in some of that stuff with raffles and things like that. I know there are a lot of other groups in town I want to become part of i'm i'm still i'm kind of our networking person and i'm still uh balancing between running the business and the networking side of things so um opportunities like this where i can speak i really love to do and i do love to give a lot of presentations those i guess you wouldn't consider those networking groups but uh it's one of my favorite things to do we've been invited uh they had a like an elderly education conference here that they do and i spoke at that and that was so fun and then the ball state has a pre-vet group I speak there. Um, we teach them a lot of different skills and things. So I, I count those as kind of networking groups because those are fun ways to engage with the community. So Now, how many pets do you have? Oh. Uh, now, I say pets. Now, do you have all dogs? Yeah. Oh, what, I have do mostly have? dogs. I have I have seven dogs right now. Okay. Um, and we have two cats at our uh, home. Um, and then we have some store cats. Um, I also should have mentioned we own a rescue. So we oh, do you? Okay. we have um, Ruse Relief is what it's called. It's a pet okay. rescue and rehab. Um, so we started that in 2022. We had already been doing rescue stuff for different places, but we weren't getting any. Um, we weren't able to pull certain animals from certain shelters because you had to be a 501c3. Gotcha. So we went ahead and went through all that. So now we're officially a 501c3 on our Ruse Relief. So we have cats that stay there that are adoptable. Um, they're now they're these in-store cats that are. They're adoptable? there for people to come see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, very they, cool. They can come in and see them. I'm so, a yeah. cat person. Yeah. I'll just tell you that I have barn cats. We but have kittens. I am right a cat now. person. Yeah. But but uh, dog people that's a whole nother breed. So. Dog people is a whole nother breed. But we <laughs> we do it. We have seven dogs and we show several of them. We actually have we have a Dutch breed called a Nederlandse Koikerhunja. Ah, mouthful. Uh, yes, a mouthful. <laughs> he is the number one uh, in the country for the owner handler series. So wow. he's a little famous. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> we signed up for Westminster. We might be going there. Very nice. Um, so he's he's pretty famous, and it's a good way for us to teach the community about reputable breeding and not producing backyard bred dogs, things like that. So yeah. that's a whole other topic, but it is a way for us to engage again in the community and try to educate our shelters full. It's, you know, we're trying to get that education piece out there on uh, reputable owners and reputable breeders and how how to do things like that. So other than the store being the hub, is there a place to go for the rescue? Like, is there a location just or anything? Our or store, or yeah. Just our, the store. The brick okay. and mortar piece would be our store. Yeah, okay. It's, it's okay. technically a foster-based rescue. So um, our store is where you can come meet the animals. Some of them are in foster, so we would set up meet and greets for people. But a lot of them come to the store daily, and, and you get to see all of the cats there. We really like to focus on skin issues and medical rehabilitation. We have, But you have to get funds for other things to be able to do that because it's it's a balance you know you um we take in a litter of kittens and the kittens are nice and healthy and can be adopted quickly versus we take in a cat that's having a medical issue we need to spend months rehabilitating before that cat can be adopted out so people can come in get all the information oh they yeah can possibly get from they can you. pet all over the cats they can they can love my dogs are there they can have some fun what about the people that uh like do you have a website where you could 
buy dog food, cat food, things like that? Yeah, we have a website, RoosHolisticPet.com. Um, I think it's a pretty neat website. It, it's a pet-specific company that helped us build that. So and I know you build websites, so now I'm going to have to oh, well, have you no, look no. at it. Well, no, no. If it's specific, stay <laughs> with it. Because... But it's a really it's a really nice website. They do It, it allows us to do like in-store pickup and um, online orders. We do a lot of consultation um, actually around the world. We do a lot for the Netherlands now and um, Canada and doing a lot of nutritional consultations. So it's difficult to ship to places like that. So a lot of times we don't get the the reward, I would say, for that, um, from the purchasing from our store. But we do ship a lot of products. It's hard to ship, you know, big bags of food and things, but we're, we're working on it. 92% of health comes from the gut, in, in both humans and dogs. Um, so what we're putting in is what we're getting out. So typically... Most health problems can be solved by nutrition, and even if they aren't, um, let's say you have something that's not nutrition-based like hip dysplasia, you're talking about inflammation in the body, and the worse product you put in, the more inflammation you produce, and the worse the hip dysplasia is. So even with some of those things that aren't curable or treatable type situations, you can give your animal the best chance. So it's... It all comes from from all that. There's so much knowledge put into it and so much research. We have a great team, and they, they're so knowledgeable. Now, you come off to me a little bit younger than myself, <laughs> a lot younger than myself. But anyway, so are you a young business owner? Yeah, I, I often get made fun of. Uh, they said, what, are you 16? <laughs> oh, uh, ouch. <laughs> no, now I'm 28. I started the store when I was 24. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, and I took over an ownership position of our previous business when I was 22. So it really, I would say young. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely learned a lot. People do, it, it's a little bit of a challenge. First of all, and I don't, gender doesn't always have to come into play, but I'm a female. You get into young female and, and business. A lot of times I get overlooked and I don't get um, any sort of attention that might be deserved or my opinion doesn't matter because of those things. So I've turned a lot of heads. This uh, community isn't as bad as others, of course, but you still have that. And I oh yeah, there's still the old guard out. Oh there. yeah, and I have no problem <laughs> making people turn their head and think a little bit. I recently, I think it's been a year now that I've been on the Thrive uh, Supervisory Committee. Um, they brought us in. If you know, a lot of boards are not known for being super diverse, so they they brought in some diverse pieces of people, and I've turned some heads there. Um, I went to a conference in Vegas with um, supervisory committees of other, other credit unions, and I will admit everybody in the room was male, and they were older significantly than myself. Anytime I said something, I got some eyes, eye rolls, and I didn't stop, though. I kept saying things, and eventually somebody started listening, so it, it got there. But that is a challenge that I have faced, and, and um, I, I'm going to continue pushing it. What's next for you? Like what? Oh, you, you've got oh, your thing now, so <laughs> what are some of the big ideas coming down the pike? There's so many things we want to do. We are opening a few other locations in different cities. Those are based off our, um, our friends, our dog show friends that are wanting to do the same thing we're doing. Um, so that is on the list for the next year or so. Right away, we are focusing a lot on the rescue and building that up. We are working um, on a senior program to help feed uh, pets to provide it to seniors so that we can get some animals out of shelters and in homes where that's going to be needed, you know, that companionship, but maybe they can't afford to feed them or things like that. So we're working on programs like that. Um, we're working on programs with domestic violence and stuff. Uh, in our previous business, we had a boarding facility and that's what we saw a lot was people needing out of an emergency situation. They don't want to leave the dog behind because that dog is a piece of you. That's part of your family. But a lot of the shelters in town won't take people with dogs. 
So it'd mm. be nice to be able to set something up like that where we can start helping um, and empowering those women. I mean, it's I, I do see a lot where we, we help somebody and it empowers them to say, oh, you know what? Women can do this. Uh, and when it goes back to my whole you know, getting overlooked a little bit, but that's, mm-hmm. that's a big goal in our community is I want to show young people in general, not just young women, but young people in general, like you can do it. You can go start a random business that you want to do because you want to do it. And if you work hard and you do your research and you do the things, you're going to succeed. I'm trying to get away from that whole, you can't be successful till you're 50 thing. I don't know if that's going to work, but that's what's, that's what we're going to try to do. I think it's, I think it's already making a difference. A lot of the employees we've hired, we try to get education into them about finances and all kinds of things. We've helped a lot of our employees. We've helped them buy a house, buy a car. We've started helping them get credit, get retirement. So it's, that's the key piece. We want to take people from the community that are um, needing these things that can't get them elsewhere and start building them up, confidence-wise, too. What does success mean to you? Oh, oh my. Well, That was the big question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think typically people automatically assume financial is success. Now, while I do think that is a little bit of a measure of success, I mean, people want to live a certain way. It also is touching other people and, and helping them. Um, my BNI group recently, someone did a presentation about their top 10 people. And, um, there was a, there's a lady in my BNI group that said, now I want to know how many of us are in someone else's top 10. So that was only two weeks ago. Let's be honest. And I just made that my goal because I was like, that's what I want. That's my success. If I'm in at least one or two other people's top 10 of how they got where they are, then I've succeeded. Um, and I think of a lot of people in this town that are probably in my top 10 that have helped me get to where I am. And so now it's my turn. So you big into music? Uh, I like to listen to music. I like to play music. I don't have favorites. So if you were to ask me a favorite band, or well, favorite I was about ready to ask you your favorite band or artist. I, I would say all of them or any of them. I'm open to, I, I try not to be closed-minded. I'll listen to just about anything once. Is there, a, is there a favorite genre or anything? Honestly, I listen to WLBC a lot. So a okay. lot of the, so I get a lot of, Pop you know, music. there were, t- yeah. And it's, it's just, uh, it's there, it's what's on and I, and I like it. So I do have like Spotify and I have some other stuff, but, um, no, I, I, I'll listen to, to country one second. I'll listen to pop the next second and then we'll go to some rock. I, I mean, my parents are very eclectic in their music collections, so I have a wide variety. I'm right there with you. So no worries. There. <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous? Yes. These dog um, people. I'm, dog I'm people. Sure. Yes. There's a lot of famous names in the dog world that I've met. Um, the cat guy, of course. Now, oh, Jackson. Jackson Galaxy? Now I can't remember his name. That's bad. That's bad. He's going to listen to this. That's bad. Um, <laughs> no, he's the famous cat guy on Animal Planet. He does a lot of okay. cat rehab stuff. Um, I met him at an industry-related uh, seminar that we went to. Took some pictures with him. Got to chat a little bit. That's really fun. Like, that's a famous person to me. Like, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and I've met some musicians, I think. I can't remember a lot of who they were. I don't place a lot of value on fame, so it was hard for me to, to remember. But I think the, the animal world famous people is probably the best one. What would you tell a young person just starting out? Good question. Because you're kind of young yourself. Yeah, just starting out as a, <laughs> yeah, as a business owner or starting out as finding their way in the world. I think there's two pieces. Let's go with finding your way in the world. Okay. There's a social aspect. I would tell them that. I would say, unfortunately, I know, like, I'm a pet person and I'm not a people person. But you got to get out. You got to make connections. That's probably the biggest piece that's the hardest for people. Make some connections. Work different jobs for a while. Find what you're passionate about. If you... 
if you don't have passion in what you're doing, whether you're owning a business or working uh, for someone or doing whatever, if you're not passionate about it, you might as well quit. It's not, I know that sounds probably awful, especially in no, people I, saying. I think for years we keep trying to get these kids who are freshmen in <clears throat> high school to figure out what they're going to do when they're 30. Yeah. And it's stupid. because yeah, it is. Between the years of 20 and 30, you're going to yeah. change enormously. Oh, yeah. And I think it's it's almost better for you to go get different jobs. Go And don't put glory on, on these larger jobs or whatever. You want to go work at McDonald's, go work at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's. It was fun. Go have that experience. Go go do things and learn what you're passionate about. You might go work at McDonald's just as a joke, and you might find that you're really passionate about it. You might become a general manager and then an owner. You know, you, you have to find your passion and decide what you're going to do. I, I have so many business ideas I've thought about opening, and I'll be honest, a lot of them would make a lot more money than I'm making now. I can't do it. My passion is here, so that's what I'm doing. Um, but that's what I would say is find your passion. Go socialize. I know being a uh. dog person, I do not want to socialize. <laughs> going to parties is hard. Going to, to networking is hard. I definitely get that. Go do it and a lot of times the more you pretend to be good at socializing the better you become at socializing go do it and find something you're passionate about and have a little bit of fun well thank you so much for being our guest today really appreciate you. you coming in yeah i had fun thanks so for a few months you were making tiktoks per day i was a tiktok queen yes for four months, right? It was like four, four and a half. It was. You were doing it every day. Every day. Every day. So this is the thing about Angie. She gets turned on to something and she has to do it every day. And I believe we've already talked about your Spanish, right? I don't remember if we talked about it on here or not. I did it every day for 869 days. And then she got sick. I thought I did my Spanish. It returned to zero. But it went Have to you zero. gone back to the app since? No. <laughs> no, I actually I deleted it. I deleted the you app. Deleted the yesterday. App. I deleted it. I was like, screw it. I it kept barking at me and saying, come back and practice. I was like, no, I ruined my streak. I didn't do it every single day for a thousand days like I wanted to. Gone. You're gone. I deleted it. So tell me about these TikToks then, because you <laughs> did them every day. I did every day, and uh, yeah, because I just can't just do things just willy nilly when I feel like it. I have to make it like a thing. Just like when Audio was born, I took yes. a picture of her. Every, Every day, day for, for a year. year. Yeah. So I'm sensing a theme. Jinx. Double jinx. Yo Pinch poke. Yo me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, anyway. you had to do these. And because you are you, you had to do them. I did them every day, whether I felt like it or not. And you know what? It's kind of hard to like come up, come with, up content. with content. Every day? <laughs> yes, it's hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard to come up with a podcast every week. Like the banter section. Oh, yeah. We just sat here for like 10 minutes. Like, what are we going to talk <laughs> we, about? We argued about stuff that you have written down that, I, of course, I Matt thought was always funny at one point. It. But now I'm like, uh, nah. I know. I'm like, we have this, 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 or this. And you're like, I hate all of those. So whatever. It's fine. So now we're talking about this. So I did the TikTok thing. Yes. Kind of one, just to see like what this whole TikTok craze, what these young kids are talking about or whatever. Um, and also just as an experiment to see like how, if I really concentrated and I made an effort every single day, how big could I grow my network, my my reach? Turns out, not that big, but bigger than some place. Some I, yeah. <laughs> so you did it every day. You're trying to grow your audience. You're trying to grow your followers. You're coming up with very funny stuff. Like I, I saw a few of them. But what was your most viewed 
TikTok. My most viewed TikTok of that time was the one where me and our friend Molly yeah. are messing around in front of our car because I'm saying I hate that cars. Is, is that the one I you set up? You shot and you Ty set Smile it too. up. You were like the producer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Uh, and that one has like over 2,000 views, which for me is like viral in my world. Most of my views get like, most of my TikToks get like 700 views, which still isn't like. 700? Yeah. Oh my gosh, okay. I thought it was just going to be 100 or something. I think it's 700, maybe, no, yeah, somewhere in there. Wow. Anyway, that's not too terrible. Well, you have this audience now. I don't know if I have a very big, <laughs> I have a small audience, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so that one got over 2,000 views, and it still gets views now. I think it's crazy. And then my other one that has the second highest views after that is the one of us doing Winche- Winchester Wednesday when we're out go- giving out... Um, holiday gifts and stuff in front of the courthouse just us saying hey we're going out doing holiday gifts so both of them have to do with me yes (laughs) because everybody loves madhouse we've already been through that i know we already talked about it but it happens all the time no (laughs) no (laughs) so anyway yeah it's hard but it's i think it it challenges me to like be creative and think Mm -hmm. of new things um I don't know. It's fun. And now I'm doing my Winchester Wednesdays. Which is huge now. Well, now everybody's like, oh, I saw your Winchester Wednesday, which I'm like, where all, where were all you people when I was doing this every day for four months straight? Not, I don't know. Now I have a clever name for it. Because it's easy for Wednesday to happen. I know. It's every, hard every day. Every day is hard. So Wednesdays, I, I go to the Winchester office or whatever, and I look around for different places to film or different things to do. So it helps me kind of like be creative. Now, I did not do it this past Wednesday. I know. Because what? No Winchester There was Wednesday? no Winchester Wednesday this week because it was a snow day and everything was all cattywampus in the world. So I did not do it. And also this week has been, I've been, but instead of Winchester Wednesday, I've been posting depressing inspirational posts on Instagram and Facebook because no, I've had a rough week. <laughs> That reminds me. Now, the TikToks were not the only thing that you did, meaning you did what other influencers are doing, which is taking that TikTok and making an Instagram reel out of it. Yes. And that increased your reach that as well. That did increase my reach as well. And Because real people just use Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Whereas all you fringe people are like, I like TikTok. No. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Which, you people. Is, I have to make another thing. China. They own it. I know they do. They're eating up your content for free. Don't you think they know who I am? The government is spying on me anyway. I don't care. But like, so you people who are getting all your info and your entertainment from Reels, that's fine on Instagram. But that means you're getting it two weeks late because it's already happened on TikTok two weeks ago. So you're like, oh, I saw this thing on Reels. I'm like, oh, I saw that two weeks ago. So I'm on the cutting edge, FYI. But the cutting edge is owned by China, and now everybody's starting to block it. I know, I know. Which is why I have not abandoned my other platforms too. I think you gotta you gotta put it out there everywhere. Like you can't just you know just have all of your eggs in one basket. So yes, I post on Instagram, or and I post on TikTok. I get some views there. I get more views, you know, on Instagram. I get all my old lady friends. They're all on Facebook, so they see my stuff that I post on Facebook and stuff. So it just depends. Um, but I have to say, like. One time, I'll post something on TikTok. Yeah. It'll get okay views. And then there was this dance that me and Audio were doing. We yeah. did it on the beach. The Sea Shanty song or whatever. Yeah. Posted on tic- on Instagram. Whoa, it blew up. Like, it's gotten thousands of views and, and stuff. So, I don't know what is different, but it has hit the algorithm on the Instagram. 
better than it did on TikTok. Now, one more question. Now, you learned quite a bit about apps and how to make these little videos on your phone. Am I correct in that? I mean, yeah. Just but, by farting around, yeah. <laughs> but you learned about the filtering and how to do the cuts and the duets and all that kind of stuff, Yes. Right? I'm not very... I would not say I am like an aficionado or anything, but like I know enough to do it. And I think I like to use little stickers and they like pop up and do funny things and stuff. But that takes forever. Like... So you have social media fatigue after a while because you were trying to keep it up day after day after day. Yeah. Four months later. Yeah. And you know what? I think I, this is different for me. I never do this. I like stopped. It was like the middle of the month and I was just like, you know what? We're like in the middle of month four. I don't feel like doing this anymore. And guess what? I stopped. I never do that. I usually wait. Okay. The 31st will be my last day or whatever. But you know, it was like, I don't know. It was like the 17th and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I, I'm I good. I think you've been stepping out of your comfort zone, and, and you're starting to grow. Oh, I'm starting to grow. <laughs> Are you proud of me, husband? <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.